The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by Sim Trainer. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to this Saturday afternoon broadcast of Shooting from the Hip. I'm Jeff Pedro, in with Mark Avery, and we're from Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor range and firearms training center. You can visit us on the web at sim-trainer.com. You can stop down at the range, which is located at 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine, or you can give us a call at 937-293-3914, and we'd be more than glad to discuss with you any of your firearms-related needs or interests. If you want to get in on today's show, please call us here at the studio at 457-1290, and we'd be more than glad to talk with you about anything that might be on your mind. I want to remind our listeners that Sim Trainer is approaching in May of this year, our 15th uh, anniversary, and we're very excited. 15-year anniversary at Sim Oh, Trainer. at Sim Trainer, yeah. yeah 10 years on the air. 10 years on the air, 15 years in business. So um, stay tuned over the next several weeks for some, uh, some outstanding specials that are going to be running the entire anniversary month of May. Uh, things that will benefit you by way of um, um, products and, and firearms and accessories and ammo and, and opportunities for training and recreational shooting, you name it. We're going to have some great deals across the board on a lot of different things. So pay attention to that. I just want to kind of give you a little bit of advance warning. Uh, each week we kind of look through the materials that are disseminated uh, mostly across the Internet, but then in some of our own sources and we look for things to talk about. And if you remember, for several weeks uh, running, we talked about um, some discriminatory lending practices and um, credit uh, offerings, credit card offerings that have been uh, kind of being used against uh, various aspects of the firearms industry, uh, particularly uh, manufacturers and distributors and dealers. And um, those come in the form of refusal to grant loans, refusal to allow people to process credit cards, and that sort of thing. And, you know, several years ago, there was a major uh, national investigation into a, a project called Operation Checkpoint, where it was no secret that uh, the Obama administration had taken very deliberate um, members um, to go ahead and uh, limit um, how much uh, lending institutions could do with uh, members of the firearms industry. It was until that was uh, kind of brought out in the public that it was kind of done behind the scenes and nobody said anything. Then all of a sudden there was a lot of scrutiny and uh, there was at least a general understanding that under the current administration that was going to stop. And that was yeah, and in fact, they were trying to choke off the the gun industry entirely, and they they denied it at first. And then when it came out, there was more evidence, and then they finally had Absolutely. no, and then they had to pull back. Well, I want to let you know that that philosophy is still alive and well, but I think it's taken some uh, different uh, shapes and 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 forms. It, in the, it's in gotten more time. devious. Um, let me just tell you from a personal standpoint, my uh, one of my banks, my main bank that I've dealt with my business for 15 years, they've come right out and told me that they are not going to let me process uh, credit cards for the online sales of firearms. And when I asked them, in, in addition to with to our attorney sending them official uh, request for a 
reasoning why. They stated that there was no uh, agency policy. However, according to their uh, representatives high up, they said, quote, we want to do our part to make this place, a, uh, make the world a safer place, particularly relevant to firearms. And I also uh, was quick at that point, obviously, to point out to them that the on- online sale of firearms basically involves this identically same process um, as if an individual walked into the store. In other words, if a person in Cleveland wanted to buy a gun from Sim Trainer, um, he couldn't just get online, order the gun, I would send it to his house. Instead, he would get online, order the gun, submit payment, and in my case, I wait till the payment is actually uh, processed and approved, then I would ship that gun to a designated firearms, a federal firearms licensee in the Cleveland area of his choosing, or one that would be very accommodating to both entities, because some places don't do transfers, and I would uh, ship the gun there, and then the individual would have to actually go into that store, fill out the 4473, um, undergo the background check before the gun would ever be issued. When I explained that to them, they said, well, that's not how we understand it. And I said, well, I don't care how you understand it. That's how the law is. And I gave them a person they could call, and I gave them the information that they could, uh, in conjunction with our attorney, where they could look up the information online. But the response we got back after that is we stand stand by what we're doing. It's not a policy. It's our practice. And the attorney advised me that just due to the way things are um, kind of falling down, that there wasn't a whole lot we could do individually. But he's hoping that with uh, several class action matters that are going on around the country, in addition to the newly proposed uh, bill that's going to hopefully prohibit lending institutions from engaging in those kind of practices, these kinds of things can be eliminated. But I wanted to let our listeners know that that thing, those kinds of things are alive and well, and those things are still going on today. The financial industry lobby is very powerful. They have a lot of people up on Capitol Hill, and they make a lot of noise that they've gotten uh, a lot of the consumer protections stopped, except with respect to credit cards. And they, they fight anything where they're trying to be regulated to do what they should be doing anyway just to serve their customers. And because there has been so much of that not happening, uh, that's why Congress has stepped in. Frankly, I'm not a big fan of Congress getting involved in business at all. But in some of these cases where they're doing things that affect a lot of people and what they're doing is wrong on its face – I, I still disagree that Congress should get involved, but I'm not sure there's another way to get the problem solved. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because the National Shooting Sports Foundation just this past week released uh, the firearm industry economic impact, and they indicated uh, some statistics. I think we've reported uh, similar statistics in previous years, but uh, for example, there's a 171% increase in the economic impact since 2008, with the majority of those increases in that overall increase occurring, to, believe it or not, during the Obama years. Um, in 2018, the, uh, the total economic impact on uh, the United States was $52.1 billion. Um, that, was, that was where they got the 171% increase over the $19.1 billion in 2008. Well, Obama was identified as the gun salesman of the year uh, eight years in a row. So Yeah, I'm just waiting for them to go ahead and make one. Uh, I think they should appropriately make a, a statute as a tribute to that. They're on the marquee down in uh, D.C., and they should make it out of brass and lead, obviously, <laughs> because that's what's uh, involved in the, the majority of the um, the components of bullets anyway. So I take it you're not going to say where those should go, the lead or the— No, oh, no, 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 no. I Evans, think it's no. just, it's not, just it's not make it out of those statement. precious metals. Those exactly. are precious metals, and Copper, I think that's appropriate. Tin, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, the, the amount of jobs manufactured or generated by the firearms industry is up uh, 88% from 166,000 to, believe it or not, 312,000. Um, even though last year showed a slight tick down because of the way the industry was from uh, uh, 15 point, uh, uh, 52.1 to 51.4 um, overall last year, um, that was still very, very profitable, and, and it was a, a, very good, uh, a very good outcome. And I just wanted to, to mention, I, I did a search just for economic impact of a lot of other things, and one that I thought was very interesting, just to kind of keep in mind that economic impact of 51 or $52.1 billion, I found the economic impact on, uh, of golf on the American uh, economy. It was a 2016 uh, reporting by the Forbes magazine. It was in April, I'm sorry, it was actually in, in April of 2018, Forbes magazine, but it was reporting on what was then the most recent data that was available, and that was 2016 economic impact on golf. The total economic impact of golf on the the American economy was $84.1 billion. Now, we know, and we, we jokingly compare golfing to shooting, but we know that it's a, it's a sporting event. It's a hobby. Um, there are professional events in golf. There are professional events in shooting. There are obviously tournament golf and tournament shooting. So they have some similarities, but when you look at uh, um, the, the economic impact, you can see that the shooting sports is a, a, a tremendous um, impact at $52.1 billion annually. Um, I also wanted to compare that to something many people are out there. It's not related to, but from an entertainment standpoint, the video game uh, impact, uh, it's $21.5 billion, $21.5 billion uh, economic impact. And the video game industry generates $146,000 jobs, less than half what the shooting sports uh, uh, industry um, produces. Now, one thing I will say, the average salary, interestingly and surprising to me in the video game industry, is just under $95,000 a year, whereas the average salary and that salary and compensation for the uh, shooting sports is only about $50,000. But still, that's pretty substantial. When you look at that's, you know, $50,000, that's in the, in the middle of the middle class. And then that's somebody, something that many people I know, they can support their families on that kind of an income. So it does have a significant impact. It's often overlooked. Matter of fact, you're probably never going to hear that reported on any news outlet anywhere um, uh, in the country because it's just something that's not important to them. They don't understand it, um, and they just uh, refuse to acknowledge what's going on and how those of us that are shooting enthusiasts, how much we contribute to the economy and how much we enjoy participating in the shooting sports. One other thing I might mention that's uh, very relevant is um, the federal excise taxes, excise taxes collected alone, $653 million in 2018. That's uh, pretty substantial. That's in addition to federal taxes of just short of $4 billion and state taxes at $2.9 billion. So you look at what that money's going for, excise taxes get put over to the Pittman-Robertson uh, fund where they they promote some of it's being used in, in right now down in Spring Valley they're totally renovating that entire range and I'm sure they've drawn from some of that money Likely. in order in order to do that because that's one of the areas that it's dedicated and devoted to so it's and going to expand what is a very growing sport that's an important point because that money is in fact dedicated not not just to the shooting sports but to all of the outdoor sports so conservation. Uh, wildlife habitat areas and and a lot of those other things are also funded through the Robertson Pittsman Act, and that's part of what gun owners, not only gun owners but hunters of of whatever type, 
um, that's what we help pay for is to is to manage some of that conservation. And a lot of people who oppose guns because they're evil or they kill animals don't realize that we're paying to sur- have those animals help survive. You know, here in Ohio, when you look at the total economic impact um, uh, for the, the, the industry, you're looking at uh, 150 or I'm sorry, $520 million, just five, just short of $521 million here in Ohio. And Ohio's in the top 10, but there are many states that are that are higher. One of our neighbors, Pennsylvania, is about 10% higher than we are, as, as you probably may or may not imagine, but the, because of the nature of their um, uh, their state and the, the types of things that go on over in Pennsylvania. But another one I, found, more to, geography. I found to be surprising of course, when we think of New York, we think of New York City. But upstate New York is a vast, expansive land Absolutely. where sportsmen enjoy on a regular basis. Um, they were about one and a half times the total uh, annual economic impact as Ohio and New York. And even wow. though we would not think that, just because we constantly hear about the restrictions on concealed carry, that doesn't necessarily mean that people are not enjoying the shooting sports in, in the state of New York. Jeff, let's go out to the phones and talk to Duke, who's calling from Wilmington. Duke? Welcome to the show. Well, let me see if I can get your button pushed. I'm not sure what the deal is here. We'll just do it this way. All right. Uh, Duke, you with us? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. I, I, for some reason, the software wouldn't work, so I did it on the phone. Welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, not a problem at all. Hey, I was listening to your story about your bank, and, uh, of course, the ignorance of some folks is, is appalling, especially when you consider buying through the CMP. It's actually delivered to your door. But my question for you is, and, and it wasn't clear in your story, so after you and your attorney went back with them, did some education, and they were like, "Yeah, forget your education, the Constitution, we're still out." Did you guys go ahead and close your account with them? Not totally. The the what what they will not do is process our credit card transactions online. It's the only online portion, and because of the expansive um, financial um, network that I have going through the bank, I'm working on that. But it's an extremely difficult proposition to transfer everything. Um, we're waiting to see if some of the things that we're indirectly involved in are going to result in a change because there are several people who understand that we're not happy with it. We're promoting that to our, um, you know, the people who listen to the show, the members of our, now that they do, when you walk in, they'll let every other credit card transaction at the store occur. We even tried to get it so that people could buy the gun online, put it in a cart and then come and pick it up. And they, although they couldn't stop that from happening, they were trying to, um, make it so that if we do that, we might be in violation of what their preferred thing. But since there is no policy, there's no way they're going to be able to enforce it. So um, it, it's just a very inconvenient uh, aspect. And and the problem is there's only one or two other banks that will do it. Um, and that's another thing that the NRA is working with several banks around the country. Um, one I think that's most prominent is Wells Fargo, and I think that's kind of appropriate. Wells Fargo should be in the gun industry since they're way back from the yeah, um, but they've they've done an awful lot of other things, yes, and they, they have. have a lot of uh, reputation repair to do, yeah. so maybe this would be an area where they could do that. Somebody's got to step up, and I just have to tell you that they're working behind the scenes, and I didn't want to go ahead and just disrupt my, my entire uh, infrastructure, the operation of my business banking, just because of this, but they are on notice, and other things are occurring in the fringe. And for the record, we're not going to identify what the bank is. It's not appropriate for us to do that. We we don't. Um, we just you know, there's the the potential liability associated with doing that is not worth the risk. Uh, but no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask you to do that. But I would offer to you that, you know, and I appreciate the disruption to move everything from your business from them. But that might send a little stronger s- signal to them as well as when you go to a new bank like Wells Fargo, just because they were mentioned, 
and you said, hey, I'm coming to you specifically for this reason, that will also encourage them to continue their process because if we only have a couple that are willing to support it, we want to encourage them to stay in the game. Don't have a problem with that. That's a, that's an interesting suggestion we'll take under advisement. We need to take a break right now. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Sim Trainer is the Dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility. Sim Trainer is a members only facility featuring 10 individual shooting stalls and a mechanical target retrieval system. Their range is also climate controlled for your year round comfort. Sim Trainer offers both pay as you go and year long individual and family memberships. They're also proud to offer reduced rate memberships for law enforcement and military. Need training? Sim Trainer holds unique and innovative firearms training courses, including the award winning first shots program a concealed carry course and an advanced five course handgun series sim trainer is open monday through sunday check the website sim-trainer.com to find out more or call 293-3914 sim trainer the dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility 2031 dryden road in moraine just across from dpnl online at sim-trainer.com do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-333-1750. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-333-1750. That's 800-333-1750. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Visit Natural Foods Plus and the Juice Caboose, open in a second location. Join us Monday, April 15th at our new location on 3070 Far Hills Avenue for our Tax Relief Day sale. 40% off groceries and 25% off select supplements. We offer vitamins, herbs, and supplements, organic groceries, and more. Remember, stop in Monday, April 15th for our Tax Relief Day Sale to get 40% off grocery and 25% off select supplements. Natural Foods Plus. It's where healing and rejuvenation begin. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin for Nature Stone. We've all got issues with damp basements from all-out floods to mold and mildew. Nature Stone, the only basement flooring that'll eliminate any moisture problems, plus it's warmer than carpet and tile, looks great, and is super easy to clean. I know you'll love it, and the Massetta family's backing that up with Russell's promise and unconditional warranty that you will be satisfied. Get Nature Stone installed in your basement before the end of April and get up to half off. Schedule your free in-home estimate at naturestone.com. Like my friend Mike Massetta says, it's not just a floor. Wow, it's Nature Stone. The Home Builders Association of Dayton and Cox Media Group presents the 2019 Spring Parade of Homes, showcasing stunning new homes throughout the Miami Valley. The homes are open April 6th and 7th and 13th and 14th from 1 to 5 p.m. Check hbadayton.com for more details. Don't miss this free event. 
Partly cloudy skies and overall nice weather expected for today. A high temperature climbing to 64 degrees. Showers returning into the overnight hours with a low dropping into the middle 40s. As we go into Sunday, steady rain to start off the day with a chance for showers and thunderstorms developing once again as we go into the afternoon. Some of those storms could be severe. High temperature 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show. And right before the break, uh, a caller had asked if I would, uh, uh, first of all, I- indicate the name of the bank and then maybe give some more details. I just want to let our listeners know that um, in addition to having problems with that bank, three other banks I've contacted are being very... Um, I, I'm just, they're, they're being very strange in the way they're approaching the topic and they're, they're giving me responses like, well, we're going to have to check that out, see what we want to do. So it's not real easy just to pick up and change all your banking around. The other thing I wanted to mention is that when I withdrew a substantial amount of money from a personal account, um, they said, well, you mean you want to take it all? And I said, yeah, and where are you going to put it? And I said, it doesn't matter where I want to put it, but I just want you to make a, dra- a bank draft out to this amount. And they said, well, it's going to take some time. I'm like, look, it's 10 o'clock and I want it by one o'clock. I don't see why it's going to take some time. It's my money. It's in my account. I want it and I want to move it. Well, is there anything we can do to uh, prevent you from doing that? I said, yeah, let me do the pre- cre- credit card processing for firearms transfers online. She goes, well, that's beyond our control. Is there anything else? And I said, no. And then I made the point uh, point that I'd be back at one o'clock and uh, they had the the check, but they were very, uh, they were running around like um, they didn't really know how to deal with that initially. And they said they had to make some calls to get approval, which I didn't understand either, but I ultimately got it and transferred money from personal account over to a a credit union. So that was taken care of. And I I think I sent a personal message. Um, I wasn't going to hold it against the local branch uh, personnel because they're actually pretty good people. And it was people who, above them at the corporate level that make those decisions. So um, the, the, the branch manager tried to talk me out of it and tried to provide the rationale. And, and she even said to me face to face, now you can imagine this, those of you who know me, she comes, has me sit down in her office. And she goes, don't you think it's bad that people own all those guns? And of course, I'm not going to go into the <laughs> details of that discussion, but I kind of educated her but she didn't really want to hear it because, as is typically the case with people who are not very knowledgeable, they don't want to hear anything that's sensical. Well, All they will do is rely on their emotion. I had a, a situation with a different bank where I had an account with our company, not SimTrainer, but the other company that I work for, and I went to cash some uh, savings bonds. And they required that I open an account, and I, I did open an account, and then they said, well— um, we no, and I, and then it was after that, that I realized that they had the no gun signs on the door and that I wouldn't be, I said, I can't do business with you if this is what you, your position is. And they, you know, said, well, if you cancel the, if you close the account now, then we're going to have to charge you such and such a fee. I said, fine, put an extra penny in it. And I left a penny in the account until it finally expired because they, they got tired of carrying a one cent balance. But um, you know, I didn't cancel. I didn't close the account. They finally did. They closed it as an abandoned account, and it had one cent balance. And uh, you know, I I had to go to a bank. I couldn't go to my credit union because credit unions can't do, uh, they can't cash savings bonds. And at the time, I didn't have another bank, and so that was. But that was their situation, and and they were adamant. And I again tried to talk to the the bank manager and explain why I was, uh, you know, why I felt strongly about this and why I thought it was 
a bad policy for the bank and it was a bad policy for their customers because, you know, you people go to a bank and then they are likely to either be carrying money in or carrying money out. And so this is a time that you don't want to be a soft target. But the bank manager would have absolutely nothing to do with it. He was adamant about the fact that their policy was right and I was completely wrong. And I said, that's a that's a well, problem. That's not a problem. If that's how you feel, then I choose not to do business with you. Yeah, the anti-gun community is enticing uh, lending institutions and people with money to do this in a variety of ways. One other way I will tell you it's going on. One of our major wholesalers was just advised that their three major investors are going to divest in the industry now get or in their company now get this they just bought a company that was in bankruptcy last fall and now here we are not even at the end of spring moving into summer now they're divesting their financial interest um, presumably because they want to make the world a safer place it's kind of an interesting twist they invested the money initially to buy the company which was a, a conglomeration of now three companies it it controls and I'm a little concerned because they control uh, probably forty percent of the distribution in the state in the United States. But they won't if they can't get the financing. Well, that's what I'm worried. Yeah. And nobody will. Yeah, that's going to be the problem. I think they had the financing, mm-hmm. but I think they are personally choosing to take their money out of the backing of the organization, so that eventually it's not going to have the funds it needs to succeed. Okay, we're going to take a break and head into the newsroom. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for shooting from the hip on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 2.30. I'm Dave Daniels with a WHIO News update. Our top story, the Taliban ramps up their spring offensive even as the Trump administration tries to negotiate for peace. Nice weather out there for today, but spring storms expected tomorrow. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic uh, got an accident this hour in Trotwood in the 4400 block of Annapolis Avenue. And we've got one in Harrison Township in the 5900 block of Erica Court. Our top story, the Taliban ramps up their spring offensive as the Trump administration continues to try to negotiate peace with them. The Taliban has refused to meet with the Afghan government. The U.S. is pushing Taliban officials to do so. Regional reports say the United Nations has lifted a travel ban against several Taliban officials so they can participate in peace negotiations. Rich Edson with team coverage. Well, a couple of tornadoes yesterday in Clark County, and there's a chance we could see some more tomorrow. Once again, strong storms possible to develop as we go into tomorrow, once in the morning hours, right after sunrise, and then once again, the better chance is arriving as we go into the middle afternoon hours. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag is back in moments with his exclusive WHIO forecast. Two drivers killed in a head-on crash in Preble County have been identified. 37-year-old Brian Logan of Camden went left of center on Ohio 122 near Shoal Road and struck a Chevy Traverse driven by 69-year-old Stephen Four of New Paris. Both men died in that crash. A passenger in the Chevy, 70-year-old Shirley Ford, was care flighted to Miami Valley Hospital with serious injuries. That crash remains under investigation. 
A recent food poisoning outbreak across six states has made more than 100 people sick. Health officials say the culprit could be ground beef. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said Friday that no specific brand or source of beef has been confirmed to be the culprit and beef should still be safe to eat if it's cooked thoroughly to 160 degrees. So far, 17 people have been hospitalized for E. coli. Half of the cases reported are from Kentucky, but Ohio, Indiana, and Tennessee are also among the impacted states, according to WHIO's Jonah. Adi. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag. Partly cloudy skies and overall nice weather expected for today. A high temperature climbing to 64 degrees. Showers returning into the overnight hours with a low dropping into the middle 40s. As we go into Sunday, steady rain to start off the day with a chance for showers and thunderstorms developing once again as we go into the afternoon. Some of those storms could be severe. High temperature 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear of precipitation this hour. Uh, mostly cloudy around the Miami Valley. It is 60 degrees in Huber Heights, 62 in Springfield, and 60 degrees in Dayton at 233. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Welcome to the Life Plan Minute. 60 seconds of wisdom for your life and investments with Dan Hypes. Larry, I want to tell you about the tale of two planes. I bet this is about retirement, isn't it? Yes, it is. You see, there's a career plane that people are on. They work, they save, they make decisions. And probably hit some turbulence along the way, too. <laughs> exactly. But now they're getting ready to land and begin retirement. Oh, I think I know this story. Oh, but Larry, here's the surprise. Retirement is not a destination. It's another plane. And you better be prepared for a new flight on a new plane with new passengers. And remember what I said before, retirement changes everything. Well, if you are within five years of retirement, call Dan Hypes and his team to learn how the retirement runway can create a smooth transition from your working paycheck to your retirement lifestyle. Contact LifePlan at 937-438-8000 or LifePlanFG.com. When life happens, call LifePlan. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin, and Mike is right. These sheets are amazing. I love them. So go to MyPillow.com, click on the Giza Dream Sheet Special, use the promo code WHIO, you'll get 30% off and free shipping. That's 30% off free shipping. Use the promo code WHIO. You can also call 1-800-320-1481. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show. And if you want to join us today, please call us here at the studio at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. We'd like to talk to you. Um, 
I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about some other issues that are of concern. And um, again, we've talked several times about uh, the rule of law being under attack in this country and in a variety of ways, not only dealing with the Second Amendment, but uh, also be dealing with the First Amendment and the Fourth Amendment and the Fifth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment. And um, there's just uh, so many incidents, uh, everything from red flag laws, which are going to take away due process opportunities for people who are alleged to create a, a harm to themselves or to somebody else, to uh, all the, going all the way back to things that occurred back when, you know, the Michael Brown um, incident out in uh, St. Louis area where in Ferguson, Missouri, where there were allegations that police officers acted incorrectly. Um, that information was kind of put forward without a whole lot of uh, uh, investigation by the, the news media and the people who were perpetuating it while the police were conducting the investigation behind the scenes. Um, they were leading them to believe that the police overreacted, that there was a hand guy was walking with his hands down the street with his hands up and he was shot in the back and the investigation showed that wasn't true, but the damage was already done. And I think that was one of the main sparks to this general, I'm going to call it a, a kind of a, an attitude of lawlessness around uh, uh, among um, citizenry around this country. Then you had the Freddie Gray incident out in Baltimore where kind of the same thing happened. Individuals being transported after being arrested in a van. Uh, claims are made that the, the person driving the van purposely um, made it so the guy would slam around and he ended up breaking his neck and f- come to find out that uh, I think four of the six were uh, exonerated at trial. Two were never brought to trial because the evidence didn't support the claim. And yet there was still kind of a a general belief that the prosecutor even came out without any evidence uh, condemning the officers before she had the report of what actually occurred or talked to all the critical witnesses. You look at the, the Hillary Clinton email scams, California. Recently, California has made a proposal to greatly limit, if not totally eliminate, the ability of police officers to use deadly force. Now think about that. If you're a police officer in California, which we know has one of the highest violence rates in the country, and then you're going to be uh, tasked with a responsibility where you say that um, not only as a last resort, which is a bad standard to begin with, but they don't want you to use deadly force. And in many cases, they want you to retreat to cover, let the guy get away, and hopefully we'll catch him another day. Now imagine that. Well, they're, well, they're going to also make it illegal for the bad guys to use guns too, right? Well, you think so, Mark? You I think don't know. That might I possibly, just wondered. If that's the case, then, then maybe Then that it wouldn't could, be a problem. Yeah, obviously, we're being facetious about that, but that's a good point. But could you imagine what would happen if the police backed off of a, a, a violent criminal and he escaped into the community and then he killed someone else after the after the fact they're going to it's a no-win situation and there's no way people could volunteer to serve as police officers if they can't protect themselves or the innocent people they're vested to, re- to protect and let me let me just let let the listeners know and I feel very strongly about this here's the a surprise protection, Jeff feels strongly about protection something, but it's true. of of life your own life and Absolutely. someone else's life is the main responsibility of a police officer now, there's a lot of people, including some administrators, and certainly, as we now know, some legislators who think that that's just a necessary evil, that we carry the gun on our side. And, uh, well, you have that, but that's just there in case. But if that in case occurs, we don't want anything to happen because there are a lot of bad things that can happen. Well, you, you know, you look around the country um, on an annual basis, police officers kill between three and 500 uh, bad guys a year in situations where they're involved in deadly force situations. Compare that to the thousands of homicides conducted by individuals in on a daily basis. Um, understand this: typically, two to two and a half times as many citizens are killed on the south side of Chicago in Illinois 
than are killed around the country by, by police citizens. officers, yeah. by other citizens. So when they look at these, now it's absolutely ridiculous. And then you add to that the red flag laws where they're trying, as I mentioned earlier, um, they're trying to uh, restrict individuals' due process rights. And then all the gun grab and accessory grab attempts, the bump stock thing that just passed, that was a debacle. That's a, a terrible uh, uh, miscarriage of justice. And uh, then you have both Pennsylvania and uh, California. California is going back and forth. They put the ban on. A judge released the ban on 10 uh, uh, high-capacity mags over 10 rounds. And then just recently, it's been reimposed until the case can be heard, heard by the They, they stayed the his decision yeah. as opposed to, I mean, it hasn't yeah. been reimposed. But, yeah, he yeah. didn't change the decision, but it's now being appealed. Yeah, and it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Pennsylvania is going through the same thing. I saw that an individual in Pittsburgh um, is, has filed a lawsuit against the, the state of Pennsylvania because they are moving towards, uh, I'm not sure if it's the city of Pittsburgh or the state of Pennsylvania moving against magazine capacities, uh, more than 10. So there's all, and of course we know at the federal level, we've got, uh, quote, assault weapon, unquote, re- legislation already been proposed. Um, we've got the uh, universal background check, whatever that is. I, I just wish, and of course, they don't want you to know what it is because they want to be able to hide things in it and and move towards even uh, more more serious infractions of the uh, of the Constitution by just covering it with the cloak of a, a background check. Well, and the other thing is that they call it a universal background check as if there wasn't already something like that in place, and that they don't want to recognize and and re- in fact refuse to admit to themselves that there's no such thing and can't be any such thing as a universal background check because criminals will never submit to it. And so they say, well, it's going to be illegal to transfer guns without going through the background check. Well, guess what? They don't buy guns legally now anyway. They're not legally allowed to possess the firearm, so they're not going to go through the legal process, which they're going to invest, and all that will do is create more of an obstacle for law-abiding citizens. It won't do anything for the criminal. You know, here in Ohio, they've introduced a bill for constitutional carry. It's, it's starting to uh, at least gain some discussion. Um, we've pretty much kind of lost focus of national reciprocity and the Hearing Protection Act, which were on the, I think, on the cusp of moving forward in the end of 2017 before some some events that were pretty much uh, dictated by um, emotion kind of put that in the back burner. I think Parkland was one of those events right. that kind of put it on the back burner. Now you don't hear much about it other than kind of, in, in, in the background being Well, and part of the reason you don't hear much about it is because now that the investigation has come out and the report, the final report about what happened, and it shows gross negligence on the part of the sheriff's department, they, well, that's not something that's of interest to the media who want to say get rid of all guns. They also aren't going to say get rid of all sheriffs, but they, but they already did get rid of that that's sheriff. That's right. Yep. Let's uh, jump out to the phones and talk to John, who's calling from Beaver Creek. John? Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, my question is about I have a license, and that gives me the right to carry on my person loaded and all that. What about other guns that I may be transporting in my car? What? How do I have to? How do I have to carry those? Can they be in the same compartment? Must they be in the trunk? What, is, what are the rules uh, on other? Okay, guns? if you're talking about handguns, uh, your concealed handgun license applies to any or all handguns that you may have. If you're talking about long guns, they have to be unloaded. Uh, they can be in a case. If, if, if you have loaded magazines, the magazines have to be in a separate case. So okay. you've got, um, if you don't have the magazines loaded, you can have the guns and the loose ammunition or the ammunition in boxes and the empty magazines all in the same case and you're good. It's just that the case needs to be closed. And then um, when you uh, 
when you transport them, it, it doesn't matter where they're physically located in the vehicle. Okay. Well, one other, thing I, I'll, I, one other thing I'll add to that, John, in reference to the case, many of the cases have a zippered compartment where the gun can be put into the sleeve, and then they have right. uh, compartments on the outside that are usually fastened by either a little snap or Velcro. You can have the magazines... Um, uh, loaded, right. loaded, right. and in there because it's separate from the gun that's inside the zippered case. So you don't have to put the magazines in a totally separate case; Correct. just a separate part of the same case. But it has to have fastener. They have, they have to be behind separate closures. Okay, and that's you're you're talking about long guns. So I could have more than one handgun yes. in the passenger compartment with me. Oh yeah, that's not a problem. There's okay. no limit on the number. Um, now they they should be if you've got other people that. You know, you don't want to be at the risk of putting someone else in danger. So, but you know, assuming that you're transporting uh, handgun, multiple handguns to the range, and you've got some that have loaded magazines and so forth, as long as you're talking about you as the licensee doing the transporting, uh, none of that applies. As long as there's, you know, if you're if you're transporting under the conditions of unloaded, then you have to follow the conditions for that that are defined for that. But as a concealed handgun license holder, you can have loaded multiple loaded handguns and you just be safe about it okay Sounds john john you. stay in here for just a second i just want to ask a question in your particular case what would be a situation where you would want to have at least one if not other multiple loaded handguns give me an example which you were thinking about that kind of posed this question well for one is going to the range um obviously you know if, if we have a, a vehicle that we have have the guns in the uh, range bag uh, in the passenger compartment um, loaded. Loaded, yes. So um, you you load your you actually range guns. Let's say for example you got your concealed handgun, a Smith and Wesson M and P on your hip, right. and let's say you right. have an FN five seven and maybe a right. Glock nineteen. You, you got a nineteen load, load in there somewhere too. Yeah, yeah, you actually load and charge those and put them inside the the bag and then transport them loaded to the range. No, not no, not necessarily. No, okay. I'm, I'm just saying if. But if it I meets the definition guns. of loaded because you've got a loaded magazine. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to. I wanted to make sure of that because I there were some other people who have asked that question, and you know, technically by letter of the law, the way the law reads, there is no restriction on the number of loaded handguns that a person that has a concealed handgun license could have on them or around them at any given time. I just wanted to add just a word of caution that as a matter of practicality. Sure. Reasonableness sure. has to come into the equation just so you don't become the test case that if even if nothing ultimately happens, if you have a situation where you happen to get stopped and that issue starts to get investigated, it could result in at least a rather lengthy detention until the facts could be, get sorted through. Yes, that makes okay. sense. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was mostly just uh, a concern. And then the distinction about the long guns makes sense that they're treated differently than the handguns. Yeah, and the, and the law is written that way. Okay. Yeah, Mark and I had that discussion last week about the long guns, and I even had him look up how they do it out in Texas and, and Oklahoma, and they have different, you know, the, the western uh, states where they have people who, for, for years and years and years, they've driven a pickup truck with a rack in the back of the um, back seat uh, compartment, and they had a gun up there. But some of the states require the gun to be unloaded, or at least not one in the chamber, and others have kind of a similar law that we have here in Ohio, so it it varies from state to state, but here in Ohio, it has to be unloaded. Okay, thank you. Thanks very welcome. much for calling the show. Let's go out and talk to Tony, who's calling from Beaver Creek. Tony, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, what you guys have talked to before, and I've argued this forever and ever. If 
gun laws work so great. Why Chicago, the Wild Wild West? Uh, New Zealand just passed the banning uh, military-style weapons. You think all, all criminals are going to turn those right in without a problem? I, I don't get the common sense of these people. It's right in front of their eyes, and yet they keep burying their heads in the sand. Maybe you got some... I'll explain it. To no, you. I don't think we can, frankly. Well, and Tony, it's, you just make too much sense. That's the only explanation I have. You make way too much sense. We've been arguing this for the 10 years we've been on the air, and Mark and I have been promoting that whole philosophy, me certainly for 30 years, and I'm sure him for oh, yeah. much of his life, that we know that's not a difference. The only thing I can figure is uh, um, west, of, uh, west of Indiana and north of uh, um, Joliet or somewhere, that's a different world up in northern Illinois. I lived in southern Illinois. It must be the lake water must be polluting something. something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we used to, we, believe me, in southern it's Illinois, the, wind, the biggest problem, the politics and the problems, which are one and the same in the, in the state of Illinois, we would just hope that at some point it would just break off and float out into Lake Michigan and then attach to Michigan and we'd be done with it. We wouldn't have to, actually, better yet, it would run up and attach to Canada and we'd be done with Chicago. And so this is, you're like an Ohio State fan and that's why you hate Michigan or something? <laughs> no, like no, that? no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't want to wish Chicago in any state. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's so why. just so leave them in the, as let an them island float up in there the into the, the Well, nice thing about going to Canada, then there would be some serious things that could happen to some of the people up there. Unbelievable. The things they do now. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't buy a firearm. You can't buy ammunition. You can't do anything within the city limit of Chicago. And yet it's still, and, and it, it, it posing us, it's just, they, they can't see it. No. Uh, California, New York City, it's the strip, most stringent gun laws in the, in the world. And yet they still have the worst problems, and I don't get it. You go to places that have the loosest gun laws, and, and crime is, is, is probably two-thirds less. I, Way less. I just don't seem that it can't get it. If yeah, you take absolutely. those top seven uh, states or cities. top seven cities in the states that have the most restrictive gun laws, that accounts for over 50% of all gun-related crime. Just seven cities in states with restrictive gun laws. And if you remove them from the counts and then do a per capita we are fourth from the bottom in the nations of the world in terms of violent crime as a, as a result of, of that. By just removing the worst seven cities, which also have the worst gun laws, the most restricted gun laws, you take them out of the count, and suddenly the United States of America is fourth from the bottom in terms of violence. So thanks very much for calling the show, Tony. We need to take our last break for the hour. We will be back shortly. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin for Integrity Water Solutions in My Connecticut System. My Connecticut softener I've had for over 10 years. It's still working great. And since it doesn't regenerate in the middle of the night, I always have soft water for my shower no matter how early I wake up. We've also got the Connecticut drinking water system. You know, everything starts with the water and it's the whole house approach that sets Integrity Water Solutions apart from the rest. Give them a call today at 320-7460, 320-7460, Integrity Water Solutions. We started Allegiant with a simple goal, so the one person who couldn't travel could. 80 million passengers later, that goal remains the same. Save when you book flights, rental cars, and hotels together only at Allegiant.com. Together, we fly. 
Book a non-stop flight from Dayton International Airport to Orlando Sanford one way for as low as $99. Must be purchased by May 1st, 2019 for travel between June 2nd, 2019 and August 11th, 2019. Seats and dates are limited. Restrictions apply. See Allegiant.com for details. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. The Modern Monument, creating precious memories with a modern design. The Modern Monument offers affordable solutions and flexible payment options while also providing a variety of options for those who choose cremation. You'll find us in Beaver Creek across from Newcomers in Barney's Plaza on Dayton Senior Road. View our monuments on modernmonument.com or call 937-490-9467. The Modern Monument. We engrave with loving elegance that lasts generations. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for $4.99 deals. How would you like it? Can I have it like a game show? Sure. We sent two contestants out on the streets to see what they could find for $4.99. Our first bought five goldfish. Ooh, but the other went to Subway for $4.99 deals. He was able to choose from four tasty footlongs or six six-inch meals that include a 21-ounce drink and chips for just $4.99 each. A winner every day. Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. The Home Builders Association of Dayton and Cox Media Group presents the 2019 Spring Parade of Homes, showcasing stunning new homes throughout the Miami Valley. The homes are open April 6th and 7th and 13th and 14th from 1 to 5 p.m. Check HBADayton.com for more details. Don't miss this free event. Partly cloudy skies and overall nice weather expected for today. A high temperature climbing to 64 degrees. Showers returning into the overnight hours with a low dropping into the middle 40s. As we go into Sunday, steady rain to start off the day with a chance for showers and thunderstorms developing once again as we go into the afternoon. Some of those storms could be severe. High temperature 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip. And let's just jump back out to the phones again and talk to Joe calling from Dayton. Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, guys. Uh, Retired police officer, 37 years. Now I'm working in corrections for the sheriff, a sheriff in the county. And because I've carried a gun for my whole adult life, I can't do not carry it just because I'm retired. Because uh, to me, it's just a tool, and I'm. Uh, well, for all of us law-abiding feel. citizens, that's exactly what it is. Right, and I, I, I don't go anywhere without one. But at at the jail, I'm not allowed to take a weapon into the facility, so. I don't even wear one with my uniform when I drive to work, so I keep a second gun in my car, uh, locked up in my car. So when I get in my car, private car with uh, off-duty, I've got a gun on my person, plus i got one in the car. So that's a situation where I carry two guns at the same time Sure. Mm-hmm. inside the car. And that's a good example. Yes. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to... 
give you that uh, example. Yeah, John, thanks for that example. I, I was uh, mainly um, interested because some people call in and they say, well, what if I have five or seven or eight? And I'm like, well, you know, wait a minute, let's, let's be reasonable yeah. here. But in your example, especially given the type of people you deal with, that's very good advice. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same, uh, same situation, even being retired. I'm right now seeing the faces of some of the people that I put in jail over the last 20 years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, those kinds of things happen, especially in our line of work. I see them every day because it's a small county that I yep. work in. Nature of the job. Uh, I can't go to Kroger or anywhere, restaurant or anything, and not see them. And nor should you go without being armed. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Thanks. We'll listen to you guys every week. Thank Appreciate that very much, Joe. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. I wanted to mention, we're running out of time, but I wanted to mention that two weeks from today on the 27th from 1 to 5, we're going to be having our emergency trauma first aid class. And I bring that up because I really want you to consider getting into it because it's very valuable and even more so now because they just released some after uh, an after action report of the injuries sustained by people in the Las Vegas shooting. And what they found was, um, although we talk about tourniquet application, based on their analysis of the injuries of the people who died, they determined that only two or three of the people could have been saved by tourniquet. However, they found out there were substantially more in, ex- in the double digits that could have been saved had people known how to stop how to stop bleeding from torso wounds. And then what they kind of spilled over into the study, they found that the majority of shootings result in torso wounds, where if individuals know how to pack those wounds and or um, uh, you know get that uh, um, that the, the the, what is it? The sucking chest room from stopping right. from sucking air uh, into the cavity, and then so you know, chest ca- seal. cause it, yeah, get a chest seal. Uh, they'll make a, a lot higher success rate, and that is another aspect of our class. That and it's a very valuable aspect that I added after the fact because a lot of them just deal with tourniquets. But now this study, and it was it wasn't really a critical study. They said let's just face the facts. Have, knowing how to use a tourniquet, what could we do better? That's it, important. But what could we do better? And what they found is if you know how to deal with packing wounds and uh, particularly. Um, sucking chest wounds, uh, that's, it's a very valuable resource. So not only does he go over that, he lets you actually do it on mannequin dummies that are in class and shows you how to use the materials and other materials to assist you in that capacity if you don't happen to have all the, the nice stuff that comes along in a first aid kit. Now, we do have a bleeding control first aid kit that goes with it, but we've enhanced that kit with a chest seal. It's something that is not normally part of that kit. The kit is not included as part of the class anymore, but it is available and we sell that as part of it for anybody who registers for the class at a really good yeah. price. In, so. in addition to the kit, we will still get you the kit for an extra cost, but if you need one, just let us know. If you register for the training, we want to make sure that we have it for you and we have all the accessories that go along with it. All right. Thanks very much for being with the show today. We really appreciate that. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.